0: Hey, hey! I'm Litecoin Moses, and this is Dollar Cost Crypto. I'm here with Cultivate Crypto. You can follow Cultivate Crypto at Cultivate Crypto at Twitter and on YouTube. He has a cool channel. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Is there any yeah. other pl- you like to plug yourself? <laughs> do you have an Instagram? Uh,
1: I do have Instagram. I don't do it so much, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so the main two ways to find me are yeah, at Cultivate Crypto on Twitter, and then. Uh, Cultivate crypto. The show on YouTube. I do that. Um, recently, I've been doing it on Tuesdays and uh, Thursdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, I've been watching your show
0: for a minute, man. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I, was, I was like yeah. wondering what what is if like what, the Tokyo government or something got to you, man? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I moved
1: to an apartment actually uh, closer to uh, Shibuya, which is uh, one of the city centers in Tokyo, and uh, it took like a week and a half. For uh, uh, SoftBank to connect my internet for a bunch of stupid paperwork reasons. So got it. And then after that, I'm like actually, I, I did kind of burn myself out a little bit. I was doing what like five, four episodes a week on my show, and then one on the Tokyo Crypto Show every week. Since yeah. I'm like stuff. So. time off myself as
0: well. Got it. I mean, dude, it's it's needed, man. I mean, I, I mean, I fucking almost killed myself fucking moving a couple months ago. It uh it, it it drove me off the wall. You you don't you don't know how much shit you own until you have to move. It's insane. It's like it, it boggles your mind, especially if you have like a significant other or something that lives with you and shit. It's like what the fuck. Yeah, I I like forced my wife to like get rid of like as much of the stuff that she hasn't used in like a
1: couple of years as possible, and uh, yeah, we ended up throwing so much crap away, mostly hers, but yeah, uh, yeah. One of those things but um yeah we also actually we got a new dog
0: he's just about three months old so oh shit congrats man <laughs> yeah, thanks. yeah they're really fun for like that one year and stuff where they're really cute and shit it's fucking awesome yeah. what kind of dog you have uh he's a uh, lap dog like a mix between like a maltese and a papillon.
1: i'd never heard of a papillon before yeah I, so I, don't,
0: I, didn't I never know. heard of that actually <laughs> yeah right
1: but um no it's just kind of like a, a little lap dog they're uh, a little bit more intelligent, so they can learn faster. Got so, it. Here, he's pretty easy to train. Yeah. And, uh, he's just
0: chilling over the yeah. corner right now. I've only ever owned like German shepherds, and maybe like I had like a, I've always like German shepherd Doberman mix, sweetest dog ever. But like the biggest leg muscles you ever seen on a dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Although I mean German shepherds aren't that strong. If like, if, if you, you could have the biggest German shepherd and it doesn't really pull you, but th- with the Doberman in there, holy crap! That's some like I mean the the dog probably only weighed like. 40 pounds and it could like move me and my brother and we both weigh over at, like two fifty. I was like, Holy yeah. shit. I was going to say like the only other dog that I've seen that's like, like, you know, pretty
1: jacked. Like a, I've seen some crazy ass pit bulls before. Yeah. Like, you don't want this, this yeah.
0: They're, they're sweet dogs is just, damn man. It's really hard to keep control of those dogs. If they're not, if they're not trained properly. I mean, they're so dangerous. Like we, we have tons of stories over here of people. Um, I live on the West coast over here by a, like, um monterey california oh okay that's really nice. Place. Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty, it's pretty nice yeah and there's there's been people all over the area that own i mean p- pretty much no one really owns them anymore outside of like like just the other city centers and stuff just because they're like you have to have open spaces for them if not they're just they're just so pent up with energy and everything that it's like they'll, they'll, you know, they've attacked people before you know because especially if you like people working all damn day and not taking care of their dogs it, you end up getting into some big problems <laughs> um that's
1: part of the reason as well was we got the dog that we did i mean tokyo you
0: know what it's like yeah. 20 some million people so um oh yeah i didn't think about it yeah is, is it is it is it all is it how is it's like is it like a huge renter's market or is it kind of more of a because like i've I've always like i'm planning to go to tokyo maybe maybe the end of next year or something um oh, cool. yeah Yeah, for sure, man. Shit. I mean, I. I mean, the reason I even knew, I knew about, I, I ended up learning about you is like, I was really big into the red pill community, and then just off of like the, you know, all the drama going on with the twenty one convention, I ended up learning about you. It was like, uh, I, John, I think said something about like, oh, I do a crypto show on Wednesdays. So I was like, what the fuck? You guys know about crypto? I was like, I was so <laughs> shocked. <laughs> it's well, it's because it's one of those things where it's like, um, I think when we do the Tokyo crypto show, you
1: yeah. Know, uh, viewership drops off because obviously people are tuning into him for, you know, dating. Yeah. uh, Advice and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but like, it's one of those subjects, I mean, we're really good friends. And so, um, you know, that's how we, you know, it's one of the things that we talk about a lot is crypto as well. And, uh, they so just like, he's really keen on it. So we're
0: like, yeah, hey, let's do a crypto show as well. So, um, that's been doing that. Since. You got, I mean, I was telling somebody today at the gym about like the podcast we're doing today, and I was telling them how smart you guys were to, to even do the crypto right now because you you guys pretty much picked the fucking bottom. I mean, you guys, I remember, um, I heard a couple episodes back, you guys were talking about that you pretty much, <laughs> when you started the podcast, you guys we were pretty much at 3,000, 3K low, you know. And if, yeah. pe- if, if people were listening and like accumulating during that time, they, it's, you'd be up like, you, even right now you're like, let's just say you bought like a 3k Bitcoin, you should be up like, what, like 4k on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, and uh, yeah, I think my main, you know, I, I've been in Bitcoin you know for several years, but um, in terms of, you know, I, I trade, so in terms of my trading account, you know um, I traded, in and out of bitcoin and ethereum and a little bit of litecoin oh, a lot during 2018 Got so it. Uh, you know from about 6k or 5.8k that big drop down in november of last year yeah Because um, i played it, that down, and down a lot more but then you know of course you, know, you can't pick the bottom exactly but uh, i think yeah. my average you know buy-in back at the bottom of my trading account was around uh yeah. four and a half to five so thousand so bad but yeah. we started we basically had like maybe 10 15 viewers got it and, got it yeah and and, um, and yeah uh, we had like two or three guys that bought in close to that time I, I think the lowest one uh of a guy that i've done a consultation with um was somewhere in the mid 4k's and i think we had two of those guys got it
0: uh, that's he's still he's still sitting pretty right now yeah oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah he's still trading and he's still making it work mm-hmm. and um that's the great thing about you know about that, $1.
0: yeah.
1: Is you know, it's still up double. People are freaking out, you know, which is kind of
0: funny, yeah. And well, it's cool. A lot of people ended up buying, like, I, I personally know a couple people that bought like. Like, I, I swear it's like some, it's like some switch in people's head and like 10K is 10K and 20K are like these magical numbers and shit. Like where like, you get, you get like the real believers are buying right now and everything, but like 10K, you start hitting like the, like the first switch and shit of like, like just out people outside of crypto. Oh shit, it's back to 10,000 or something. And then that's when they start buying. And then 20,000 is where you get, you know, the, the most of the, I mean, I don't want to call people sheep, but you know, like just the brand new people into crypto. They get cycled in on every top, you know. <laughs> I mean, like that's how that's how I kind of learned about it myself. Because, like, well, actually, actually, I learned about crypto from um, uh, the silk. You know, the Silk Road. Yeah, like, oh, yeah so. I I saw a Vice article on the on the on the uh, on the Silk Road. It, 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 there was nothing to do with crypto. It was just like some drug thing. And then my my buddies were like, "Bro, we should buy." Like, they were like, they were really big into drugs and stuff. I really didn't do drugs, but. Yeah, but they were yeah. like, "Whoa, whoa so the, so the, so you can buy any drug in the world." Because back then you couldn't even get. They were just doing trying to get weed and stuff, and they they were just <laughs> yeah, just, just trying to get. They were just trying to get weed and stuff because it was like you would get. I mean, uh, if if you're being for real, I mean, everyone like if you are buying from a dealer, and if you weren't best friends with the dealer, you're getting so ripped off. I mean, you're always like twenty dollars for like yeah. something the size of your thumb. You know what I mean? So pe- people were just trying to buy like a couple hundred dollars of some weed and stuff, get it delivered, in and, and you know that's it, right? And pretty yeah. pretty much like you couldn't really buy with dollars. You were, you were they were using this weird thing called Bitcoin. And I was like, holy shit! I was like, <laughs> what the hell is Bitcoin? I was like, what's Bitcoin? You know. And uh, um, me, oh, I don't want to throw my name. <laughs> well, okay, I, Julio. Me, and my buddy Julio. I, I gave him a couple. Uh, we gave him a couple hundred bucks, and we bought some Bitcoin. I think at um, I think at forty-seven or something. It, it was 47 four, Yeah, forty-seven dollars. Um, oh, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah, we bought some at forty-seven dollars. Just about, like, yeah, no, no, but, no. Well, I, mean, I, I know how these stuff
1: is set up. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and it didn't end up like I didn't keep any of it really. I mean, we pretty much like we, we we bought some of it and we just chicken shit out and never did anything with it. Um, we we ended up selling it a couple, I think, a couple months later and stuff for like a couple hundred bucks and we ended up spending the money just going to Coachella. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. it, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, but. Yeah, it was not the smartest move, uh, probably. But I mean, at the time, it was just like we—we we literally didn't even know what Bitcoin was. We just bought it because it was like the currency, so you can get something else. It wasn't. Yeah. It what there was like nothing. I just thought it was just like this is like their e or something. Yep. And then after- I remember.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go. Ahead.
1: So the one thing I was just gonna say is, I remember watching, you know, things uh, on different people in crypto, and one of them was just a video about Vitalik and. Uh, I can't do his voice, but I could. it'd be hilarious, but, um, <laughs> kind of weird sounding, but he, um, basically got into crypto cause he was interested in the technology as a developer. You know, he was He's a teenager. at the time, oh, yeah. And, um, just looking into it. And then he's like, uh, I think he bought a t-shirt with some Bitcoin. Paid I don't remember how much he said, but it was like, you know, several Bitcoin, of course, or maybe a couple hundred potentially Bitcoin to get a damn t-shirt for like 15 bucks. Um, that's how early he was, but, uh, you know he's like actually got, after he got something physical with it um you know actually got a product in his hands he's like oh this is actually real money and then he started getting interested in how to you know do development and ended up coming up with ethereum eventually which is pretty damn cool but yeah. i think yeah back in you know anywhere between 2010 to 2013 in that period yeah. nobody was really taking it that seriously until it you know, yeah uh,
0: i think I, I think we bought the bitcoin maybe in a um... It either had to be, like, December of, like, 2012 or, like, maybe, like, January, February of, like, 2013 or something. And then literally we sold it, like, a couple months later or something. And it was, like, a couple hundred dollars already. So, it was like, holy shit, you know, we're, like – because we – you know, it's just, like, at the time, you know, it's just your, your like, goody-two-shoes and don't want you know, you don't want to get in trouble. Because, like, once we started really reading into, like, at the time and stuff, it was just, like – nah man this is gonna end bad man (laughs) and then we just sold it yeah but it was cool it was cool man but after that we just completely forgot i mean i completely forgot about it until like um i was listening to like i'd always i've always been into finance since just since i was in high school and everything and then um i was like um i pretty much had like listened to everything on bloomberg radio like bloomberg radio used to have like this 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 downloadable app on the iphone 3 and used to be able to stream the radio, so I was uh, I was just trying to learn about money and finance. So I just I literally would be working and listen to this thing twenty four seven. Like I just listened and listened and listened until eventually I kind of figured out like kind of like how to invest in the stock market and everything. And then from there, um, I got you pretty much just get bored because that all they were talking about at the time was just QE and fucking you know like yelling and you know and all that crap, <laughs> the Fed chairs and everything. You gotta poke your eyes. Yeah, I mean it was just, you keep. I mean nothing was new. It's just it was like Q, QE Infinity and stuff, right? So I was like, oh, okay. So then from there, uh, I just started going on YouTube, and then I learned about this guy, you know, uh, Jeremy from uh, Financial Education or whatever. He, I think he had just started his YouTube channel, and he was just shitting on Bitcoin. And now, and I like I was such a like, I just like I was like, yeah, this is kind of a rip off, you know, because like I heard about you know like how you know Gox and everything happened and everything, and then it kind of went down, and like I just forgot about it. And then I was like, yeah, it is kind of a rip-off. And then I just kept hearing it like every literally every, I would listen to his channel a lot. And then I would kept hearing him mention Bitcoin every like two, two, three weeks until one day just clicked like, where the hell am I well, let me check it out? And then I, I found out about coin, you know, Coinbase. And then, you know, you already know the story from there, you know, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I didn't get a chance to sell much. I mean, like everybody I, and all the in all the groups I was on Twitter and everything like that, everyone was just talking about like like I think we were at uh, 16k or something, and we were like, "Oh, this is like, ev- every- I mean, everyone was trying to like like we're gonna dump at like 56k." But everyone in the you know supposedly in the elite groups and stuff, everyone that's like in the know or whatever <laughs> was saying like, "Yeah, we're gonna sell, we're gonna start selling our Bitcoin at 35k or something like that." But <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, never reached that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think uh,
1: a lot of those guys, you know, especially like you know somebody like Mike Novogratz, mm-hmm. for example. Um, they like to, you know, uh, shoot, you know, extra high, uh, you know, especially in that market. Yeah, it
0: was hot. Man. Uh, it was insane. I've never been through anything like that in my life, man. Because like back then there was there really wasn't a Twitter existed back then. I mean, there wasn't anything. It was just like the price and that's it, you know, in a couple online forums and everything. But if you didn't know which forums to look in and everything, you wouldn't know anything. So, yeah, yeah so it, it was this time it was Twitter and you could see people's reactions and people were making all this money and it was just like insanity. It was like ICO insanity. Luckily for me, I didn't invest in any ICOs. I kind save of saved the myself idea. there. Yeah, but I mean, oh my God. No, I think uh, I almost bought something from like, uh, I think, uh, what's it, McAfee? McAfee. Uh, okay. r- remember when McAfee was like recommending all those, like the ICO of the week and everything? And like yeah. I checked well, out like, it, well, whatever
1: could get his hands on i'm sure he got uh
0: you know his hands plenty of pockets in terms of oh of money yeah yeah well if, if you get them if you get the stuff quick and you just dump it and everything before everyone before he gets all his people in it but it's insane he pretty much everything he released i mean it's pretty much worth nothing now like everything pretty much everything like i looked into one paper or something i tried to read it and everything it just didn't make sense it just looked like it was basically mostly like he was showing like privacy coins essentially Like some kind of, yeah, like it was like, it was like Korea one day and then it was like, uh, I think there was a Mexico one or something. And then after that, there was like a Tokyo one or like a a Japanese one or something. But it was like every, every, every nation on the planet is going to have their person is going to have like their, their Bitcoin, their Litecoin, and then they're going to have their, their personal Monero or something, (laughs) which, which is, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, we get that. Oh, which is it's kind of true, but the, the the thing is like every country does have like 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 let's say like or, like uh, Venezuela and everything, right? They have Bitcoin, Litecoin as national currencies, and then they also use Dash, but then the rest of the world doesn't really use it. So it's like Bitcoin and Litecoin pick up all the volume, and then the rest of the coins just like is it, they just kind of fall off the wayside. So it it, it could be true in that country, but so few people are using it that it's just, it just it doesn't matter, and then people forget about it, and then it just dies off. And it's like, yeah, they, they, they get no traction.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like back in the day when I was using, like, Web Crawler as my search engine or Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, Ask Jeeves. Not yeah, I remember
0: rep. that. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Well, you'd be able <laughs> like, to find some different websites because, like, I, I don't think they had fully, like, curtailed the internet searches yet. Like, all kinds of crazy shit back then if you just by going off of these other uh, web searches and everything. I don't... <laughs> Like, oh, what was yeah, I mean, people are pretty much just searching for porn, I think. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. Other, yeah, with these other, yeah, with the other searches. And, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, have you ever looked into the whole, like, uh, like, what was this shit called, like, porn hub like, Mafia and shit, where it's just like, it's one company that owns, like, the entire industry now? It's insane. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they uh, own they own everything. I mean, it's, it's like they're, they're, like, they're Standard Oil. And then pretty, it's pretty much just one guy. It's just one guy that's, that's like, loosely connected to some of the, uh, people in, um, Not the Weinstein. It's like some rich um, Jewish family or something. He's, he's like a, he's like a, like a distant cousin of them or something like that. And he controls the whole industry. And then because, you know, because they control the whole thing and so they kind of leave him alone or whatever, and then they, they, yeah. he kind of keeps it it's kind of like he google searches he like he, he, he they control this and this and the pipes and they just try to keep everything as clean as with certain parameters and stuff without you know because like i remember at a certain point you like people were looking up these crazy things like you know like torture shit and everything like that which is like you know <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah yeah i remember
1: well back, back in like you know 1998 you know where you got like uh Napster lime wire on mm-hmm. those things coming out you know yeah, yeah. you got people yeah, because
0: I mean, and I kind of understand some um, some moderation and stuff because if you just let too many people see the craziness, that they just get addicted to the craziness, and it just leads into like fucking a, like a death spiral of fucking bullshit.
1: Well, maybe, maybe not. It depends, but I mean, the potential is definitely there for sure. Right? Yeah, but it's just yeah. like one of those one of those things where. That's why I like crypto so much um, is just because it's still the wild west in terms of the internet, right? Like yeah. we had, what, since 2000 to 2000, you know, like 12 or 15-ish or even till today, I guess, if you want to really look at it that way. Is, yeah. You know, uh, Twitter and YouTube recently came out with new terms of services mm-hmm. um, and companies uh, becoming, you know, that weren't huge, you know, like Amazon, YouTube, Google. Uh, Facebook, all these companies that were basically just small startups back in the early 2000s or late 90s, and then became, you know, huge kind of monolithic type companies for their area, their niche. And so since they had like a stranglehold on, hold on their market, um, you know, they could basically make it any way they wanted it. And because they were the biggest dog, um, you know, they could do those types of things like censorship and all that, which is why, like, you know, what drew me to crypto a lot was uh just the freedom aspect too to just kind of giving the middle finger to uh you know it be whoever but it's mainly the government and banks, yeah. um, just saying like hey i'm gonna control my own money uh and i'm gonna do it, what i want with it um that pisses the government off which is kind of what i like
0: but um it is nice to be able to move your money i mean yeah, like you really don't know the how little control you have over your money until like like you t- try to take out like $10,000 from a bank account or something. It's like, you never, like you, you, like the whole system is like, they want you to do like mic- micro transactions, like a hundred bucks here, you know, for a thousand dollars for TV or something, you know, this or this or whatever. And, but the minute you start, you've, you've, you've had, you get some savings and some investments and stuff. And then you start seeing like how, how kind of limited you are. And then how they're questioning you on shit. Like, why do you need to move? Why are you moving this money to a different country? Or why are you doing this over here? Why? Like, I'm like, like you know, I'm Latino, and uh, I have a lot of family in Mexico and everything. And then, uh, yeah, there's there's you can't send more than a couple grand over to somebody yeah. because well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I understand some stuff because laundering and everything like But it's still it's like it's such bullshit. Most and, people are good people, right? Yeah, so. most most people. I mean, it's real. I mean, really like ninety five, ninety nine percent of people. I mean, there's there's a couple douchebags in there fucking doing some shit, but like most people are good people. So it's I don't know. I think yeah, yeah. It's just one
1: of those things where it's. Um, Well, it depends how deep you want to go in the rabbit hole um, for that, but yeah, I I mean, they want as much control as possible. The way that the government can control people, you know, is financed through taxes and through um, actual banking systems, they technically, you know don't run the uh, federal reserve or they don't actually own you know stake in you know public banks and stuff like that but you know they all have their hands in each other's pockets oh yeah
0: definitely i mean even if you've done even a, even if like you have a small business or something you're, you're pretty much doing like referral fees to people like if someone gets you a job or something you're giving them like a 10 percent kickback or something so you think like at the billion dollar level that are not doing these these crazy things to keep like the top talent happy and then <laughs> everyone else in line and then you know greasing the wheels yeah. and bombs and just today that lady who are just uh well our time in tokyo
1: today but i think probably yesterday or earlier today on your time that that's uh, so lady who is
0: the, the time zones CEO are so lady trippy lady. man holy shit it's it's like tw- it's like it's like it's like 12 30 over here and, shit, and it's like what 5 a.m 5 p.m over there yeah five thirty. <laughs> crazy but um, the thing i was gonna say was uh the, the lady who's the
1: ceo of fact right the, uh, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like company that made uh, Bitcoin futures recently uh-huh. in September, um, she just stepped down uh, and uh, became a U.S. senator. Yeah, Um Unelect- you know, unelected
0: like- U- U.S. senator, right? Like, yeah. Which I don't even know so you could totally do that. Like- <laughs> what the fuck? That's that's yeah. a little strange. Yeah. So does that mean like you you get elected to be a senator, right? And essentially, I could sell you my seat, basically. Like I'd be like here just take over for the rest of my what like was four years or three years i think it's three years for uh, senators and then like what a a year and some change for like a house of representatives <sighs> yeah and the her specific situation which
1: is interesting was well the guy who was the senator this is in georgia i guess mm. um the guy who was a senator had had some illness or something basically mm. his wife he was down and um she got buddy buddy with the governor of Georgia, who they need approval, of course, for several branches or you know, several people. But got it. Um, they um, you know chose her right, and yeah, you know, she gets one year before the reelection you know process uh, even starts. So it's just like okay, just randomly this person off of Wall Street becomes a U.S.
0: senator at least for a year. Uh, it's just kind of ridiculous, but. I, mean, um, I literally yeah, no didn't reason. I didn't even think that was possible until now. I didn't even know that. Like I've lived here my entire yeah. life and I didn't I don't even know that I didn't even know that was part of the rules. You could do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> just make, make new shit up as they go, I guess. But like
1: um yeah, it's just I mean, the gov- uh, most governments they're you know, they have a purpose, but they shouldn't be, you know, as powerful as, as they are, they are yeah. With People's, you know, governments basically spying on everybody through um, as many different devices as possible. Yeah, it's just one of the things where now we in China, people are living in an actual 1984. In the United States and most Western countries, we are also living in that same, you know, situation. Just different levels. We ignorant.
0: Yeah, yeah. For a
1: while, you know, so they do it more secretively.
0: It's a little. I mean, it's but. it's a little crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Like, uh, have you heard about all the uh, the. Con- in China, and the organ Korea. harvestings like that—that yeah. that really blew my mind when I learned that. I was like, I could, and that's yeah. And I mean, and that, and North
1: Korea as well. I mean, people yeah. are obviously more aware of that one. Um, yeah. Africa has a lot of really you know messed up stuff going on, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of things which you know the governments you know can do better, you know, in, in different countries and stuff like that. Yeah. But what, what most of them try to do, you know, uh, like, I mean, the United States MO is okay. We control the world's money. And then we, anybody who doesn't want to follow us, we kill them, which is very, very
0: effective. Yeah. <laughs> you,
1: <laughs>
0: you, know, you know, you know, listen to gun, you, you die. <laughs> and you know, back there, uh,
1: I mean, it is the way the world works. So, yeah, you know, and it benefits, you know, uh, me specifically being a united states citizen yeah um whether that's you know you can go down whatever moral discussion you want on that but at the end of the day you know the government's worldwide because the world is literally getting smaller and smaller with our technology advancing both in transportation internet communications and everything um it's just so easy for people to move around that you know like for example with your passport right um as a United States citizen, it's nice that we can go to a lot of countries around the world um, on a travel visa without applying for one. Yeah. But to me, the first time I ever heard of the idea of a passport when I was, you know, young, I was just like, so you need people's permission to move across an artificial barrier. Basically, yeah. it just didn't make, you know, that much sense to me at the beginning. It's just like, oh, so technically, you know, you're living somewhat in a prison, right? Unless yeah. You, follow all these rules of course yeah like you said money laundering terrorism all these things you know we definitely need to be careful of and the world is a place where you know there's a lot of shit going down so you have to defend yourself and have to do all that but all these you know different governments um, whether they're they're totally different in terms of what they're trying to do against each other they're all trying to do similar things to their own citizens and with that being easier and easier with technology we need new technologies like bitcoin um cryptocurrencies and finance and then you know the internet in itself um for communications in order to um i guess have any power as a a normal person just in the general
0: population i mean i really i mean the world does need bitcoin i mean there's most of the currencies around the world are just dog shit man it's it's pretty fucking terrible dude like uh was it like 10 years ago a dollar was worth like 10 pesos now it's worth by like 24 23 i mm-hmm. mean it's it's insane you know <laughs> and then yeah. it, it's it's and that's, and that's across the board everywhere i mean i remember when the euro was worth more than the dollar and it's almost on par now yeah. with the dollar yeah. you know and then it's everyone's just evaluating their currencies to the dog shit and everything and then it's just all the citizens of the, of the world suffering because they're not they're not next to the tap of money and yep. just getting everything. I mean that that was a tough concept to, to explain to the people in my life. Inflation. Mm-hmm. That that was that concept. Like I ended up having to explain. You like you ended up having to explain it to things they usually always buy or something. Like I was since you know this was years ago, like ten years ago. So I was way younger. So I explained it in chips. Essentially, like a, a bag of Doritos it cost like a dollar. And then when like ten years ago and now they're like almost two dollars now. So you could almost be like it's like an eighty. You your dollar has lost eighty three percent of its value in those 10 years or something yeah and which it's it's a little scary to think of like they, they tell you it's a two percent inflation rate but that's what that's a total fucking crock of shit dude it's like closer to probably like eight to ten a year interesting i
1: specific numbers on, on inflation itself but i wouldn't be surprised by that.
0: but it's all. yeah it's a lot because well they it's almost it's almost like what they what they so they, they 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 track the prices of stuff just eggs milk you know the the essentials right but they're not tracking the other stuff people buy a lot you know it's chips convenience foods um you know fast food things like that uh Every, things outside of just like, you know, because we're, we're not really, I mean, most people aren't really cooking at home that much anymore. You know I mean? I mean, you still, I mean, like, I bodybuild a little bit, like, yeah, I'm on a cut right now <laughs> trying to get, you know, leaned out and stuff and everything. So you're cooking a lot at home and you're eating a lot of eggs and stuff. So it's really not that expensive, but most people are eating out. And, you know, I mean, they're, you're going to a fast casual dining place. You're going to, I don't know where people go like Applebee's or some shit or fucking Chili's, you know, cheesecake factory. And all those prices are going up. So it's, that's the inflate, that's the inflation that people aren't, they're not really counting is like the things outside of like the basic necessities are inflating like crazy. So it's like, it's almost like the government is spending money to keep the artificially the prices low on the stuff they track. And then the rest of it is just fucking, it's, it's really in the capitalist market where the prices are just fluctuating up and up and up. Cause I mean, it's like, it's insane, dude. It's like, if you don't, it's like, I, I own my own company and everything. So I'm able to raise my prices and then I'm able to stave off inflation up to a certain point. So basically, like, let's just say you're making like, um, I don't know, like you have an employee, right? In order to be profitable on that employee, right? Um, let's just say you're charging fifty dollars an hour for that employee, and you, I mean, the rule of thumb is, is like, if you're if if you pay him twenty five, you at least got to be making fifty off of every hour he works. I mean, not, I mean, twice. I mean, fifty dollars an hour. So you have to be at least be making twice as much as that employee, especially when you're a small business. with, the, well, once you're a larger corporation, you know, you can be like. Thirty-five, forty, because you have so many employees, you're making a ton of rep, a ton of money off of every hour they work. But when you're a smaller company, you have to your margins have to be ridiculously high in order for you to stay in business. What what kind of business? I
2: have
0: an um, I have an irrigation business. So I I install uh, like solar panelled irrigation systems for like corrals and um, like residential properties. Yeah 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 my own my own stuff yeah well I've, I've been in this industry since i was uh 18 the entire i just got lucky i mean i'm just my family's all in construction and i started with the landscape business and then from there i went into irrigation and uh i just saw the niche and shit because i was just i just basically saw like there isn't that many people there's not that many irrigation companies in this area so i was like okay i just went into it and boom it just worked out it was it was but it just but if I hadn't stuck with, like, you know, you know like, it was, like, horrible. Like, first two years were terrible. Like, I wasn't making no money. And then, bam, just mm-hmm. like that, it just started hitting. And it was it was terrible. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have to tell you. I mean, I'm pretty sure you started a business. You know how, like, there's no revenue in the beginning at all. Yeah, yeah. you Basically, well, you're not doing everything
1: for free. But, you know, you're doing a lot of, like, groundwork. Yeah. Yeah, you're,
0: uh, you're like, you're working at yourself with the crews and everything. I mean, yeah. And then, you know, no one, like, no one really – I mean, I'm glad I, I – I started a business because that gave me a little bit of freedom with my schedule and everything. And then it was a lot, like, I still, work, I like, I, I work like almost seven days a week when I can, you know, uh, yeah, just, your own yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to, yeah. And then, you know, you're bending over backwards for clients and everything like that, but like you're happening, I mean, you can pick and choose your clients. And that's why I like, it's kind of nice and stuff where like, or like a job you're, you're, you're a slave, like with, with your own business, you can choose your days off, but with a, but when you work for somebody else, you have to work the days they tell you. Or you lose your job yep. and then that that's kind of like you choose you choose what you want. You choose your own enslavement or you choose your slave master, you know? And it's kind of like I'd rather yeah. I'd rather choose my own thing, you know.
1: Yeah, it's exactly. It's like my my father's been doing his own business for like forty years. He also's been oh, wow.
0: kind of like a temp agency or like more like you're, you're trying to find like a monster sort of a place where you're trying to find jobs for people. they Can protect themselves essentially, yeah. where well, they have a moat,
1: yeah. yeah. You get guys coming in basically begging for jobs, and it was kind of sad, oh, right? My God. And, you know, you know, as like basically anybody over 50, i'm gonna have a really hard time helping you, so yeah. sometimes you don't even meet them and stuff. And it's just like you feel really bad yeah. you. Like, as a person who's helping people find jobs, you want to help everybody, but yeah, sometimes you know, it's realistic, you just can't based on the expectations of the client, and so. Um, that's, that's, a, that's one of the a, things that really
0: just like an eye opener for me and I'm just like no yeah. that's, that's a bad red pill I know that red pill very well in like construction yep. I mean it's like especially if people who are laborers and everything the minute their fucking back I mean not their back gives out but it's like their knees suck you're not moving as quickly and stuff and then they they never like achieve the upper echelons where they've owned their own company or they're they're a big foreman or something it's like you're fucking out dude it's, yeah, it's, it's it's I mean it's yeah it's it's that's across the board I mean it's just people I mean I just noticed it because it's like you, why would you pick up this fifty year old guy when you can pick up this twenty something or like tw- I mean you really I mean you really get respect I mean like because like especially when I started my own business like I was tr- I was trying to start my own business since I was like eighteen and pretty much but um, I guess in construction's a little more old like where like a tech job and stuff you can kind of hide behind a screen and you're able to get tons I mean if you're able just to get the, the, the people to follow you and everything. Um, you're able to get the revenue but in a lot of face-to-face like jobs and everything it's if you look really young you're not really trusted that much with like kind of higher tier work until you just until you have
1: this yeah
0: yeah, I, I know, like, that's what, you know, the, mi- the minute my, like, I, I don't know, this is like, everyone tells me a bunch of bullshit, but like, the minute I started growing a lot more facial hair and everything like that, when I was like, 24 and stuff, that's when I really started getting more money and everything, because <laughs> you started pulling more jobs, you know, guys, that was when I was baby face shaving and stuff and everything, like, it was a crap shoot, man.
1: <laughs> like, you know, let's go with this guy or, you know, the guy, who, you know, looked like he had been in the industry for a while.
0: And- and I, you could trust, yeah yeah, yeah. I've, i mean i've had some clients and stuff where they build prisons jesus christ these people are so fucking wealthy <laughs> yeah i, I bet that,
1: that business is going pretty well i think um I forgot where it was but there i mean there's some like basically prisons for that run as kind of private businesses for profit
0: oh like, yeah 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 for the overflow yeah 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 they do <laughs> they do really i mean they actually make most of their money off of like um, the income and stuff of the families and stuff just to buy snacks and stuff, just the, the stores and stuff. They make tons of money through that. And then, and then after that, they just kind of work them in like it's basically slave labor, essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty great. Well, I don't feel sorry for anybody who's in there, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's just, those things are
0: just,
1: it's, it's kind of a weird concept.
0: Yeah. It's, but, it's basically just, sla- it's slavery. Essentially. It is slavery. I mean, it's, it, like I don't know. When I was a kid, I thought jail was just kind of like went to jail and you just they just put you in a room with somebody and then you you weren't really working. <laughs> and I just yeah. saw what really what ha- what goes on in documentaries and everything. I was like, wow, it's uh, it pretty much is a second form of slavery essentially. I mean, that's what they did is like they uh, when they freed the slaves and everything, they uh, they essentially st- put all these fucking laws in just to send people those you know bunch of black people back into jail and stuff, just make them slaves again. And yeah. that yeah it, 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 it was, that was pretty that wasn't really rampant over here in, in like the west coast as much but it was really like bad in the you know in the you know in the south where you know yeah, yeah it's just that's fucking bullshit well I
1: feel that's like part of the reason why you know you know Reagan decided to do the whole war on drugs mm-hmm. bit because it's really easy to know uh, you know to the population yeah because yeah they're bad yeah um, and, you know feels like you yeah. know nothing, but or whatever yeah it does mess up people's life but um you know of course they don't classify between them as well and so you get stuff like you know marijuana being you know uh highly criminalized in most states until recently
0: until recently yeah the polices are hurting right now man DUIs DUIs (laughs) DUIs are so down dude it's like 80 like they're down like 85 percent year to date or something yeah that's (laughs) In California, yeah, it's they're down. I mean, at least in my area and stuff, like the the highway patrols, I mean, they're just trying to do tickets. They're trying to get like the tickets have gone up now, like speeding tickets where they would have ah. let you. Yeah, they're, they're trying to put pull, they're pulling revenue and stuff because it's like they're not getting the because I, I don't know the prices in you know Tokyo or in other states and everything, but over at least over here in the Central Coast, it's like three to four thousand a pop for, for, for your first DUI, and then it just goes up to like eight to ten to twelve K. So it's a huge money maker for them, and then plus the legal fees and everything. And then if you and if uh, you pay for your own lawyer, so the lawyers make a ton of money. It's just a huge. I mean, it's a huge racket next to the divorce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
1: and that's that's one of the interesting differences between America and Japan is that Japan has a zero tolerance policy for alcohol while driving. So, okay. if you were to like, there's been people who use the excuse like, oh, I had a bon like a chocolate um, that has. Whatever in it. Uh-huh. And you know, like, yeah, that's bullshit. But they basically take your license away, and I think they do charge you something crazy, like a few thousand dollars as well. Wow. Um, okay. And yeah, it's pretty strict on your butt. Um, you know, Japanese people in general, when you like even float the idea of like, hey, you know, you only had one beer,
0: <laughs> you know, they're like, no. <laughs> Damn. So it's even more, that's crazy. So is there like an open bottle, like sort of thing, like where you can walk around with alcohol, or is it only in the bars in your residence?
1: No, in terms of, like, um, being up and about, like, yeah, it's totally fine to have, like, I mean, I've seen got people, you know, having drinks on the train. It's usually obviously, you know, not, like, at normal time. It's like, like, not, like, Saturday at, like, 9 p.m. or Yeah. 9 or yeah. 9 yeah. Um, and, you know, so it's fine to be, you know, uh, I mean, people get drunk in public here all the time. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> just not <laughs> but, just not driving heavy machinery.
1: Or... Yeah. Exactly. Just not, like, going out and being reckless, right? You okay,
0: that's... It's not
1: that bad. But, you know it's a little bit easier in the states to kind of pin that on people because it's like well if you do have the ability to have like one or two beers and then you know it's kind of at the cop's discretion right too. yeah um, i mean they have the breathalyzer but at the same time like uh it, it makes sense why they would immediately turn to something like that to try to get you know the money that they need uh you know for the quarters yeah they're,
0: they're, they're trying to get the deal they're trying to get like the um, um i guess they are going to have them in a couple months now um they said in 2020, they're going to have a breathalyzer for weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're going to, yeah, they're just trying to, they're just trying to pull, you know, they're like they're just trying to get that that DUI test so they can bring the DUI revenue back in for, for, you know, driving, you know, high, I guess. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's insane. I mean, it's insane. Like more people are doing more weed now in high schools than than, than ever before, because like I have a younger brother that's still in school right now and it's, um, it's fucking insane it's like mind boggling. Like everyone's fucking like smoking dude. I, every, I mean, I've never like, like I'm, I felt like it was a goody two shoes when I was in high school, but then seeing like my brother's generation, I'm like, Holy shit. Everyone's either smoking ni- like nicotine and everything, or they're, they're, they're just taking like jewel hits or something <laughs> Or like, you know, uh, St- Stizzy's is like the big brand out here for, for weed and stuff. is these cartridges. And damn, dude, it's like, it's literally one of the biggest mind. Like it's, 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 I've said the same thing about crypto and shit, where like it's like Californians sold their soul to get weed legalized. They they were like, Yeah, please, please tax us 40, 50%. We don't care. Please just give us the weed. And <laughs> and then now like it's become like a huge resource drain on people because they're they're spending a shit ton of money on weed. Especially the younger kids and stuff where they don't really have that much money. It's like a stizzy cart and stuff. If you were to get a one gram cart, it's like uh like 50 60 bucks and everything and, and how much like all if it's one person got it and you're giving it to your friends and then within a week it's it's sold out so it's like that's t- i mean the most like, well, at least me growing up what you would spend on money and stuff would be like $60 for a video game you know yeah. so it's like you're spending way more money now you know cuz the drug cuz like the drugs are so available and then two like the video games they're all free but then you're paying for like premium <laughs> stuff on them <laughs> <laughs> loot boxes and shit. Lad. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty ingenious. I mean, this, uh, I mean, it's ingenious, man. I mean, shit. And then I feel like crypto did the same thing. Like, please, please give us the, uh, the, the, give us, give us ETF or give us the, um, um, what, what, what's, what's it called called? Uh, not the securities, but the CME. Yeah. Give us the CME, please. Any, please. We want to be legit. And then as soon as you get it, they're fucking shorting us. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, uh- I mean that's the whole thing that me and Jonathan were talking about on the Tokyo Crypto Show last night. Yeah, so, um, you know with that senator that we mentioned earlier. Um, well, she's now a senator. But she was CEO of the.
0: Uh, the of, of yeah, back. back. Yeah, which is do- oh, aren't aren't they going dollar backed? Sorry, uh, aren't they doing dollar dollar backed security now instead of Bitcoin backed securities? So they're doing. They're,
1: yeah, they're adding op- dollar back <laughs> options overnight,
0: um, which is
1: basically the, almost the exact same thing as what the CME does. Which is, um, I don't know if you've, if you've heard the word rehypothecation, but basically, you know, that over
0: borrowing of uh, money of, of money and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's almost kind of like they're printing it, essentially, but they're not. But yeah, but it's like they're over borrowing. Yeah. They're over lending it. Yeah. And so
1: that's the way that they, that's basically the same strategy that you can short it. And they're doing yeah. that uh, the same way
0: with um, silver forever. Silver. Yeah. yeah. For but, yeah, they've been doing that forever. I mean, oh my God, like I've, I've held on some silver since like fucking 2011. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was fucking. Like, <laughs> that was a crap yeah, That was a crap shoot. Have,
1: yeah, I have this uh, one uh, cryptocurrency called MaxCoin.
0: Uh, I've never heard of
1: which, it. Which, yeah, it's just dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like nothing. But the, the funny thing, because uh, I got it as uh, a gift, and the funny thing uh, about it was, that they actually um, took the um, like QR code for the private address and put it on a sticker on the back of like an actual silver coin. Oh, really? Um, okay. So yeah. So this crypto mix between uh, an actual uh, like silver dollar plus like uh, you know you could you know
0: transfer yeah. a portion of the uh, fraction like, like fractional like fractional bars or something? Yeah, 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 like and, um, I think Peter, yeah, Schiff, I think um, Peter Schiff's done something like that with like with like um, his gold company. How was it like um, uh, what, what's that company? It's like gold money or something like that. He does that now. Yeah, he, like you can just spend gold on a on a debit card now. Yeah, well, yeah. It, yeah. And the people who are
1: actually holding it for you are
0: laughing their
1: ass off,
0: right? Yeah. you like gold. Yeah, Brinks. Right. It, it's it's all held by Brinks. By, yeah, by, by you know the company Brinks, the, the people uh, that move gold that move uh, cash from bank to bank. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's all held by Brinks essentially. Oh, I didn't know yeah. yeah, Brinks is like the main partner over there. But we'll see, what, we'll see what happens with it because, like, I was I was looking into it because I heard about it from Joe Rogan's show and I just thought it was really cool. The 24 carry gold, uh, uh, you know, debit card credit card, I thought that was pretty sick. I mean, it's kind of a baller. I mean, it looks kind of cool, man. So I was like, all oh, right, that's kind of cool. I looked into it. And yeah, just held by bricks, and you essentially choose which of the little silos you want to store your gold at, and then basically you buy gold off of his website, obviously, and then <laughs> he makes his one percent commission on that. Of, you know, of course. And then, uh, then of course, you know, of course, he he's smart as hell. I mean, it's I mean that that's what gold people wanted to do forever, and he pretty much did it. Even he doesn't even own the whole full company; he only owns a portion of it, actually. Yeah, it's it's owned by a couple. Of, I mean, can you imagine how much money you really do need to, to have something that's like operational with like with physical gold? It's got to be so yeah. much. It's got to be take so much money. But yeah. hey, hey. Well,
1: you're kind of at the government, um, you know, mercy if they ever decided, hey, we don't want people to own gold again. You know, they start coming down Yeah. With, with yeah. people, to own people others. Um, which that's one of the best things about crypto, right? Is uh, if they make it illegal people just go underground and keep using it you know they can't unless you're you know holding it on an exchange like coinbase where you yeah. know your identity exists, they
0: can't really see the problem oh and before i forget i was going to ask you um so how do you how do you purchase like how and, and, like do you cuz like uh, the, one of the big parts of my show is like i call it dollar cost crypto because like i like you know like you know i learned this whole thing through stock investing and stuff is the dollar cost average in and, and I also noticed you say it in your show too. And like I've always said this concept of, uh, you know, depending on how you get paid, you know, some people get paid daily, weekly, monthly, or you know, or, and then just doing weekly buys and like like automating it and forgetting it because like I found that this is like the best way to do it because it's just like, for, I mean, I mean, you, you know, you're trading, so it's a little bit different and stuff. But I'm pretty sure you have a portion of your of your funds that you don't touch and the other part that's for trading. I would guess, right? Yes, yeah,
1: I usually tell people. Um, at least, you know, uh, like kind of go by the 80-20 principle. Okay. Uh, in general, you can you increase it or decrease it depending on your situation. But I got it. I generally say like hold at least 80% of your crypto and hold
0: uh, storage. Yeah. Hold. That way you're not tempted to, you know, move it around. Or trade it most people have it in fucking, most people have it on, uh, on exchanges, man. It's yeah. that, I mean, it's just, because like I, I was recently, yeah, I just did the whole pick, I mean, I just did the whole hex thing. I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter yet or anything with like with Richard Hart. Yeah, I, I heard a little
1: bit about it. I read a little bit about it, but I, I don't know all
0: the details. It's it's pretty. I mean, I like. I mean, I like Richard personally. I mean, I've been I've been following him for like years since like um, I guess the no a little bit before the Roger Veer, like rant and stuff and everything. Where, <laughs> and all you know all that, all that sh- you know. I, like I really got into him and stuff when when he, he was kind of shitting on Iota. <laughs> being, oh. being like a shit, basically like they, there were they were basically or a project that launched and they couldn't, they, their wallet didn't even work. So everyone, all the coins were being held on exchanges because the, only the exchange wallets worked, and all, any any like la, downloadable wallet didn't work on the entire network.
1: The thing that like if you're able to actually create a cryptocurrency, you would think you'd at least be able to get a GitHub going where you have like an open source wallet being yeah. By your-
0: yeah well their entire network was so like it's like it's i i think i think they basically had their own code or something and it was super difficult to to make anything on their network so they were having yeah it was like it, it's called the tangle and stuff so it's kind of like they wrote their own code you know with solidity and everything like they wrote their own code for iota and there's so few people were it's just basically they kind of like like they've kind of like they 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 put themselves in a tight little corner and stuff where it was like only these amount of people can work on it and it's like if they're not working then the project's not advancing. Essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's kind of a, a well, not a red flag, but one of the you know kind of kings in the whole setup. Like, ooh, yeah, maybe you would have thought about a point of failure before you. Yeah.
0: Ooh, even so, even even Solidity's kind of a clusterfuck, honestly. Yeah, with like ETH, but there's but there's so much but every project's essentially on it and stuff so it's like everyone so it's it's a little it's way easier to to do something in in ETH. you know it's like for developers making like 300k a year you know if they really do know how to use you know solidity yeah yeah which is hey if you can learn it hey (laughs) i mean yeah and um i mean do do you invest in anything other than bitcoin or are you just kind of uh are you a maximalist no
1: um I go into other stuff. So the way I view it, like I said, I do the 80-20, like 20% roughly, right? Um, yeah. do more of this, this stuff that is in your trading account. So um, with trading, you not most people are not this way, but um, one of the best ways to have the uh, mindset is simply just you shouldn't really, you know, put your emotion into it in terms of like, oh, I actually like this one more, or I feel, you know, you have to do it more on a logical basis, both on like, you know, fundamental analysis and technical analysis of uh, each coin or technology or whatever uh, for crypto, and so I do that on my show, you know, from time to time, you know, I'll look at a random uh, coin.
0: Yeah, I've seen that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll do like a rundown. You know, Mm -hmm. once you get used to it, you can be like like, basically 95% of them are absolutely Crap, um, you know, right off the bat, even from a financial level, not just on a technical level, and then you start looking into the background, it gets even worse. Sometimes, so. Um, so are you I, are, you, I am,
0: are I, you just looking for like liquidity on some of these coins to see if it's able, if it's like tradable.
1: Exactly. Got so, it. I mean, it's on an exchange that I don't have to go out of my way to make your account, mm-hmm. um, and one that doesn't require KYC. Yeah. Uh, of course, um, as long as I can do that, then financially
0: good and you have an opportunity to trade on it are you on Um, are you on kucoin or no
1: i do have one of those but i haven't used it in a really long time but i uh i made one of those because they have
0: one i find i find they get a lot of coins early and it's not a bad exchange i've I've used it for a while i'm I'm glad i didn't go on poloniex or anything like that or, uh, or any yeah. of those other bullshit. I mean, I just got lucky. I just went into buy. I mean, from Coinbase, I went to Binance, and then um, I stayed on Binance for a long time. And then from there, I, um, I heard. A crack, I mean, I heard a lot of people made a lot of money. On I mean, one of the reasons Kraken cracking, Krakens made so much money is because they uh, they were one of the first peoples to to get ETH. You know, so it, w- once people got you know got their money from ETH and stuff, and then some people got their tokens and they just dumped them on uh, Kraken. So the people, so a lot of people bought that bought on kraken got ETH even cheaper than the ico price oh, interesting. yeah and they they so i learned this from richard Hart himself i mean he he said this himself and everything and i didn't even know that i looked into it and it's true so they they, they basically got it 50 percent off of the ico price and then the people who held on to it ended up making a shit ton of money like it was like ten thousand times on their money or something like that yeah and then because they had all that money and stuff it just made cracking like the volumes explode so you had a ton of whales in kraken so that's why the, the exchange has so much money now yeah well kind
1: of a, like i know we're kind of going on a
0: bunch of tangents but I like that like, different conversation and, and, yeah like, one of <laughs> yeah my bad it's just it was it's like I, I usually don't i don't usually don't speak to so many people at least in this area that then even know this much about crypto you know it's it's like i'm usually just onboarding people like get on the cash app you know here here you know here's here's five bucks you know let me for bitcoin and And then i just get them on like a buying schedule essentially where like like i just it's the it's so much easier to get kids like from 18 to 22 to get into crypto than it is somebody that's like 28 or or higher you know it's it's and 40 i mean like literally it's almost like i mean i've gotten quite a lot of people into crypto i think i've gotten maybe like um, 30 40 people that i personally know into crypto now and they're and they're buying and stuff but, I mean, I, luckily I got them in during this time, not, like, you know, early 2017, where they could have got, like, dumped on, you know? Yeah, but, uh... I mean,
1: well, well you know, I mean
0: depends on... You know what I mean, at the top. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: the thing that I was going to mention, which is kind of funny, like, uh, before we get more into that part, was uh, with Ethereum specifically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, when it was about uh, 30 bucks in uh, okay. early 2017, uh, of my family members sent an email out to everybody, and said um, you know everybody in our family just said, just buy like a hundred or a thousand dollars or whatever you know you're willing to lose, you know, buy some Ethereum now.
0: And I missed the
1: email; I didn't see it. And like a couple months later, I
0: what a to- champion!
1: Yeah, well, they were they were kept telling me about it. I was like, oh, you know, it sounds interesting, um, but you know, I'm not sure. Blah blah blah, and from the time that I was there, which was about 10 days um, visiting them from the time that I got there to the time that I left the Ethereum, I think went something like from like 75 bucks to like uh, 80, 90 bucks, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, maybe I should get it on this. I'll, I'll try a little bit and um, bought some. And then of course, immediately it went down uh, in like the first week. Um, it went down, from like I bought it at 90, it went down to like uh, 75 or 80 or something like that. God. So I was like, in the mindset of them, fine. it three months later or two months later, even, uh, there's up at like three, four hundred bucks. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, the thing is it's pretty interesting now, yeah. <laughs> so, you have like three or five times on your money, man. Damn, <laughs> yeah, and that's even just like because, like you said, Ethereum, you know, if you got in as early as the people in Kraken, yeah, you're literally making, yeah, probably like it's, it's not even a joke, 10,000 times your money, um, because. You know, if you're getting in sub one dollar Ethereum, and in the same year, yeah, you know, in 2017, I think its peak was around fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. Got it. Um, and you know, getting
0: in yeah
1: sub ten dollars prices
0: like that's just insane. I mean, I remember so, when I remember when Ethereum cracked a thousand dollars. Like Coinbase was so fucking laggy, it was insane. Like some if you weren't if you weren't really trying to get on, you wouldn't get on the app. I mean, it would just kept <laughs> it wouldn't load. You couldn't sell. You couldn't buy. I mean, it was just a clusterfuck you know what my theory is on that? What? Oh, do you think it was manipulation or
1: something? No, no, no. They don't have enough liquidity to pay everybody out. So, um, you know, or maybe they don't have enough Ethereum to sell. Mm. When uh, Binance had a couple outages in January of 2018 after the peak, right? People were trying to get out of certain cryptocurrencies in January. Yeah. And there was a day. um, They were having about 250,000 people sign up for new accounts per day. Um, in the beginning of 2018. Yeah, yeah, I and remember. Yeah, it's just insane, like how much traffic they were getting, and you know, they don't even have an office uh, per se. They just kind of work from, you know,
0: laptops office. and some servers. Yeah,
1: and it's a, yeah, probably most of the servers are all virtualized and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so that, they're like, oh, we have a technical error for this day. Yeah, people aren't, you know, going to be able to get on and do what they need to. We're we'll, we'll taking care of this, but you know, it's a little bit of buying time for them to be like, okay, we have the market is fluctuating massively, and um, you know, if you know, the majority of people get a certain trade right, we might not have enough um,
0: to liquidity, know, yeah,
1: enough yeah, money to pay out these people. So uh. this, I think it partially could be a way to save their own ass in terms of volatility, because you almost never see those
0: types of outages during yeah. normal it's kind of like the opposite of a bank run essentially (laughs) like it's it's not like yeah it's kind of a bank run essentially yeah wow and i had not i hadn't thought about it like that Hmm. it's a theory but um i mean it's probably it's probably really plausible i mean like i mean you know the whole like you know the whole um what is it proof of keys event and everything like that. i mean like last year uh, i think a couple exchanges went down because they, they didn't have enough coins that's hilarious yeah, yeah, it was it was some shit, it was some shitcoin exchanges, but you, you know a lot of these if, if you know if they if they could actually do what you're saying, I mean a lot of these exchanges are like ahead of time right now. They're probably buying up a ton of Bitcoin just to store it up right there in their reserves so they don't get hit. You know because like the I mean if you're if you're ever like an exchange that has trouble with liquidity during the key, you know proof of keys in it, you're you're done. Yeah, yeah you're out of here. You know,
1: but <laughs> I like that uh, you know concept of you know prove that you know. Um, you're actually owning your own keys.
0: Your own, own keys, own your own yeah. Own
1: yeah, you're not like uh, subject to you know whatever happens on the exchange because um, yeah, exchanges will come and go and uh, all the time. You know, since yeah. Dox being the first one, you know, and all these hacks as well. So yeah. um, I,
0: mean, I honestly don't even think they're gonna get their money. I mean, they're gonna get some of it back, but like it's such it's such a clusterfuck. Where like if they get their money back, it's gonna crash the fucking market because Everyone's just going to sell because they like they had all their coins when the coins were like a hundred bucks or something or 50 bucks. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, like, yeah, I'll sell it even if I even if it like I sell the bitcoin for a couple grand. I mean, even <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting in such profit, you know, or like they or a lot of them probably even have a lot of lawyer bills, you know, trying to get their coins back, you know, yeah, this is, yeah,
1: but yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch, you know, little new. Uh, financial industry, um, you know, pop up out of the internet uh, and open source software, and just seeing, you know, in real time over the last decade uh, in a kind of an accelerated fashion, how,
0: um, you know, it's trying to
1: mature at yeah. basically the fastest yeah. uh, rate of any financial market that's ever
0: existed on the basis. Well, recently, uh, these past two years, like the price doesn't look like it, but I mean, it's. I mean, the president, President Trump is fucking tweeting about it. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, there's so much fucking news about crypto all over the world. And the price doesn't reflect how much people are talking about it. It's, yeah, it's, are, it's are
1: kind of yeah. like, um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, get used to like, oh yeah, Bitcoin's over 10000 or Bitcoin's over $1,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then when the price goes down to 3000 like, oh God, it's dead. And yeah. Then, um, it's just ridiculous. It's like. No, you know, this thing is still worth, you know, thousands of dollars, which, um, you know, and movements that it does, percentages that people can trade on and make money that way as well, yeah. um, is better than, you know, the stock market lot the last 10 years down by, you know, however many times. But, yeah, um, yeah it's just cool to be, uh, I mean, it's not, yeah, it, it is still a little bit in the Wild West, but it still is somewhere between there and, you know
0: making railroads and, and, and roads and uh, everything yeah we're, we're probably in the beginning of that really yeah there's still there's still gunslingers out here man <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Still, people, scamming, still
0: got those people fuck it yeah i mean it's insane like uh yeah like i i mean it's i mean uh you i mean i really found out about how much money you could transfer and stuff because like i was transferring money over just to claim you know the hex and everything like that and uh you, you pretty much yeah ten thousand, you get stopped Pretty much on most exchanges, unless you go through a ton of like KYC. I'm so sorry.
1: If you buy $10,000 worth of hex, like 10,
0: hex or like 10,000 hex. Oh, no, no. So uh, the way it worked was um, you basically, you got, you got a bunch of free hex. You basically got 10,000 hex for every Bitcoin you owned in a wallet, essentially. Yeah. So all you had to do is just have your, your Bitcoin on your own wallet Um. Uh, your own it could be a hardware wallet or it could be something like electrum or something of a of a, of a of a like a like a computer wallet and as long as your bitcoin was on in that in that wallet during the snapshot after that you can just send it back to an exchange or just sell it back and so i know i know a bunch of people that ended up buying a shit ton of bitcoin <laughs> on borrowed money and then just returned it and everything and yeah just to get, so basically you'd get 10,000 free hex for every um for every bitcoin you own and then from there um, Basically, uh, you get that ten thousand free hex, and then w- once you claim the way the whole contract work is ninety percent of that. So basically, nine thousand of the hex would be staked for three hundred and fifty days. And you're, each in each day, you're getting um, a portion of uh, inflation essentially. So, you, so you're basically like instead of miners getting uh, a bunch of money and everything like that, like the stakers, the people who actually care about the currency, is getting the uh, all the rewards and everything. Because you know, so because like I get pretty much like it's really it's really hard to hack this thing and everything because it's like all the all the protections being protected. It's like they have to hack the Ethereum network before they hack the Hex contracts and everything. Uh, it's based on Ethereum. Yeah, it's it's based on Ethereum, but it could be taken off Ethereum eventually if like let's just say it's clogged. Like right now, it's the number two used app next to Tether. Right now, it's been like that since it started. Yeah, it's because every day it's it, there's so much game. With, I mean, you you should just look into it. I mean, like, I don't want to. Get you into anything you know, but like pretty much, if you can claim your free, if you have if you had coins on a treasure or um, or a or a nano S or something like that, you just can follow the steps through um, the website and everything, and then you're able to claim. You just get your free coins. You get like a couple thousand hex depending on how many Bitcoin you have, and then you get the rest of your coins on the other days. Um, I'd recommend just adding one extra day to the the stake because then from it auto stakes you at 350 days you you end up getting that amount of uh, extra interest which equals up to, like um, it, it pretty much meet, like for every 10,000 you end up getting an extra like um like 4,000 extra hex right yeah so it's 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 a good incentive right but at one extra day um so you're only allowed to claim the coins on the snapshot for one year so basically all the Mt. gox coins are not allowed to claim um, Satoshi's allowed to claim, but you know, he's not going to, um, a lot of the bigger, uh, big exchanges, wallets aren't allowed to claim. Um, basically people who actually own their keys were allowed to claim essentially. Yeah. And, um, basically any per, any person that has over a thousand Bitcoin takes a huge penalty because they, they just they wanted like a bunch of small people to actually get coins and stuff. So it wouldn't be, so it's, it, it's, it was a little fair, but of course, obviously, you know, it, you know, if people with money always can find ways around, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. So pretty much I, I think so every single day about like 500 million hex are being created or something like that roughly. And then, um, so, okay. So th- there's, there's just the, so that's the free claim, right? So it's not, it's really not that many coins where most of the coins are getting created is that you essentially send ETH into a contract. So let's just say there's 500 million hex and you send one ETH and you're the only person in the contract. You win. you get the whole five hundred. You get the whole 500 million of hex, but that's impossible, you know, because there's tons of people looking into it. So, eventually, so the less people that put hex in the contract, the more hex you get. But the more people put in, the more, the less hex you get. But the more the hex is worth because more ETH has gone into the contract. That's kind of like the game theory of it. It's, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty cool, you know, like, I, I mean, I kind of like it. I'm just I'm keeping my eye on it because it's like the first kind of project I've actually seen with this kind of a concept. And yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I like it. Like the whole, I mean, the, the good thing about it is I know there's a shit ton of people that are really like talking about this thing, you know, where like, I've seen other ICO projects or that's it, just, it's just dog shit. It's just fake, you know, no, There's no real people behind it. You know, it's just a, it's just a pump and dump. And this doesn't seem like a pump and dump, but um, we'll, we'll have, to, we'll, we'll have to see.
1: <laughs> You're not really putting that much in.
0: You're not really putting anything in. No, no, yeah. If you if you don't want to, you don't. You can put nothing in. I mean, you can just get your free hex and that's it. Just ride it out. And then if it, once once your, your coins get freed up, so I mean, like you have ten. Let's just say you stake for the three fifty one days. You your ten thousand could turn somewhere to like a hundred thousand or a million coins because the all the other people that can't, you basically get a portion of all the coins that nobody else of the of the rest of the Bitcoin no one can claim. So you end up getting a huge amount once you're unstaked. But then from there. Um, The incentive for people not to sell is that um, if you, let's just say you sell, um, uh, most people are going to keep, are going to keep auto stake, keep staking. again. You can stake for one day up to like, um, up to like 10 years. So people just keep staking for a year. So it just takes a shit ton of the supply off the market. And then the prices, because there's so, there's so little supply, the prices just go up essentially. But it's on so few exchanges, right? I mean, it's only on like three couple, it's, it's on a couple of IDEXs and everything and then like a BIDEX or something, but it's, it's too early. It's only like day three right now of the whole project. But it's, it's, pretty, you know, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, because the only thing you have to be careful of is if you're showing like, okay, here, I have this many Bitcoiners. Here. Here's the proof that I have it. You just have to, yeah. uh, I guess in order to take care of your privacy, uh, just use a wallet that is uh,
0: maybe like a coin joint like Wasabi Wallet yeah, and then from there, just take it off the, take it off that wallet and put it into a different wallet or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you. That's what I did. I just like boom, boom, and just off, you know, gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't leave that. I'm not gonna leave nothing on that wallet, obviously. But no one's no one's gotten anything happened to their coins or anything. But um, most people ended up putting something. ETH, like I think the first day, about uh, twenty thousand ETH were put into the contract. So about like. Yeah, so a lot of money. I mean, like literally like I think 3 million dollars on the first day. Yesterday night it was like a million dollars and today it's like it's a couple thousand ETH right now. So I mean, it's a couple hundred ETH and stuff. I mean, I just threw like half of ETH in there just for fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like yeah, I threw I threw like a couple ETH on the first day cuz it was a, so on the first day it was a billion hex and the rest of the days are like just 500 or something like that, but it's it's basically, they copied the, the, the EOS model where they, they have the ICO happening for the entire year. So then the project has a shit ton of ETH and money in order to push adoption. And then so you, at least, you know, the coin's not going to disappear in a year where like a lot of coins with the pump, you know, even if they're not pumping dumps, by the time the ICO is done, the 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 crew ends up, I mean, the the team ends up spending all the money too quickly. Where at least with this project, it's going on a whole year. So it gives them a lot more runway to get the project started. And then you could tell if the project's going to fail or not by then yeah it's, it's kind of cool i mean we'll see we'll see what happens but i mean hey <laughs> i hope it goes lambo to the moon baby <laughs> i mean i gotta I, I like this guy because i mean dude richard fucking destroys everybody on live stream if you if everybody he's talked to on live stream he's just uh, like just fucking molly man it's, I mean, like it, all the influence. Even Peter McCormick and shit. They like they they talk shit on Twitter, but they 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 duck him on interviews and like he he's good. He goes to crypto events and everything, and then they're just trying to dodge him because it, they he makes everyone look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, well, yeah heard a couple people uh, just got
1: of complain about that saying like oh, you know, he doesn't give a fair interview or anything. But I haven't seen him in a really long time.
0: Uh, yeah, he well he he does, he, and, he does give him fair interviews. just the point is that people don't like to look stupid. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Who wants? I mean, he gives a chance. He he lets them say their point, and then just just destroys their entire argument. And then, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I, uh, I I really love how Bitcoin and the whole space is going. But if you're a new person in this thing, I mean, Bitcoin maximalists are like the biggest cunts in the world, dude. They're horrible on Twitter, man. It's it's not good for like newbies, man. It's like I, <laughs> that's why I push a lot of people into Litecoin just because the community is a lot nicer. And it's it's like it's uh, the reason I've explained that that's that's going on is because it's like basically like if Bitcoin's a religion, they don't have a pope, so it's kind of like like they're, like, they're kind of like the Muslim religion where like all the fucking heads of all the other parts of the Muslim religion are just fighting with each other trying to kill each other. And then you have like this religion over here, Litecoin, which the Pope, which is like Charlie Lee, he keeps, he kind of keeps the community from going fucking ape shit crazy on each other. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's kind of needed. I mean, I don't know, but it's, I mean, I understand if like Satoshi was still around, he probably would have been shot or killed or robbed already. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and Litecoin's not worth enough now for where people care, you know, I mean, like, I mean, there's this whole conspiracy theory where like um, um that so you know the the founder of dogecoin what's his name um uh, palmer. jackson palmer jackson palmer or whatever yeah, yeah. well supposedly there's, there's this whole thing that was being talked around the time so it, it looks like it sounded like the fbi or the irs went to him and charlie lee and a head and a bunch of these other coins um fluffy pony and everything like that and then um i think Fluffy Pony left the country or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, um, it pretty much, like, Char- that From they talked to him first, and then from there, it literally... So one day, he was all about Dogecoin. The next minute, he took a complete 180. Oh, okay. And just, like, so it's like, I, I don't touch Doge. Doge is a dead project. It's done. He I think they scared him. And then yeah. on the other side, um, the reason I think Charlie Lee got to, got to stick around with Litecoin is because he had protection from Coinbase, essentially. But he wow. still had to dump all his coins and everything. I mean, th- this is kind of like what... The, things that have been like kind of whispers I've heard in the, in the Litecoin community always kind of going on, but of course, no, they're not going to talk about it, but I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, but that's, it, it makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of the cool thing about, you know, uh, crypto is like when you find a community that you can you know, kind of get an ear in or whatever, you do find out a lot of things,
0: uh, going on. I mean, I, I was at the Litecoin uh, the summit, the, the second annual summit in Las Vegas and, uh, God damn, dude! It was pretty much ruined by these Bitcoin. So the, it, there was, it was a whole blockchain week where like the first standalone Litecoin convention. I mean, the Litecoin Summit was in San Francisco. It was a standalone event, and it was it was an awesome event. It was awesome. I met Charlie Lee. I met a lot all the all the guys from the uh, Litecoin Foundations, Cool dudes. I mean, it was it was it was a really good time. I took me and my wife there, and uh, this time we went to Vegas. And basically some, like, I guess there was a deal or something where, like, you you could buy all the tickets for a a bulk price or something. So it wasn't just a bunch of, like, it was, like, half Litecoin and half, like, Bitcoiners, but you couldn't tell who was who and the energy was really off. I mean, there was, like, a lot of negative people there. I mean, it was just basically, like, I mean, man, dude, like, you couldn't, no one wanted to talk to anybody. I mean, it it was, if if you didn't know any, if you didn't know anybody, you don't, you were nobody in the the conference. I mean, I'm, like, it was so black. It was like everyone was just kind of cock riding the fucking the the uh, influencers with fifteen K followers or some shit. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got a couple. I've got a lot of bad things to say about that. Uh, about the 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 summit. I mean, John John Kim was like, uh, which is he's like the main guy of um, the Litecoin Foundationist. I mean, of, of the he's like a, he guy who pushes adoption. He was a gr- he was awesome, like he, great guy. Bitcoin Ben, I met him. He was really cool um you know data i met data dash there too as well great guy you know but he was just so like but oh my god but like the other guy i'm talking about the guys like they're, they're not really they don't they're not really pushing they're kind of like just like twitter famous so um, ball, ball of cunts man <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. even want to say names but jesus christ <laughs> Yeah, well, here's,
1: here's the thing right like i do believe that yeah if you're getting into cryptocurrency you probably want to own you know least eighty percent of your crypto in Bitcoin because yeah, I mean it is the fork that everybody else follows. I mean Litecoin itself
0: is basically fo- you know fo- uh, it uh, it follows yeah it's called co- yeah copies Bitcoin yeah and,
1: and so but that doesn't mean that Litecoin doesn't have its purpose right it definitely has its area and so um, and it is a really really good coin as well and so it's one of these things where it's like you can I don't know people become too emotionally attached and become too tribalistic into Look. those. Yeah. Community. And a lot of it is totally an emotional hit. It has nothing to do with yeah. logic. Um, they try to make it logical eventually, right? But yeah. it's kinda of like with sales. A lot of sales people, you know, think like, Oh, I'm buying this because a logical reason, but if you really think about your psychology when you buying something, usually um, you know, you got sold emotionally and then you uh, made your own logic to uh, justify your emotion of wanting to buy it. And I view that with the tribalism and a lot of these coins as well and so you just get a really weird set of people when you know they basically turn something that is has like nothing to do with like uh a religion into like a religious type of thing or a cultish type of thing yeah which puts a lot of these people really off the crypto in general
2: mm-hmm. so yeah,
0: yeah. A, lo- a lot of these max the the top <laughs> you know the toxic maximalists and stuff a lot of them are just 18 year old kids man 19 year old kids like half of them I've, I've talked to like eventually I have like because like sometimes I go into the Litecoin community and I'm able to talk to them one on one or something like that and then I just pretty much de- befriend them and stuff and then eventually I just find out they're fucking 19 <laughs> so they, they I mean pretty much I'm figuring out that it's it's they they only have enough money to put money in one coin so they're smart enough to at least put it into Bitcoin right but yeah. because they have all their eggs in one basket they're they're like fucking rabid dogs <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Most people,
0: right? They just they put like what, like one or two hundred dollars in. They're like, oh yeah, like I'm going to the moon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, if, even if it goes like a trillion dollars, what is it, like fifty six k, fifty six? I mean, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, and I and that and I also I understand why that's the big allure of the altcoins, you know, because it's like the multiples are insane. Like, let's just say if we were to get fifty k, fifty six k Bitcoin, you'd probably have like a three thousand dollar Litecoin. You know, it's yeah. 40, it's $44. So it's, it's like when, when Bitcoin, it's, it's like the law of big numbers and stuff. These, 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 basically these mid caps or the blue chips and stuff, the smaller blue, blue chips are just going to do way more multiples and like than Bitcoin just yeah. because they're smaller. You know, it's, there are a couple, I mean, what, like like, what, what $2.5 billion. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy as fuck for it to go to 15, 15 billion. If, if fucking, if, uh, Bitcoin's a trillion dollars, you know? Yeah. It's only it's only a 5x but it's literally like a 25 30x for for bit for Litecoin you know so it's yeah if, if you hold a portion I mean it's kind of like if you hold 10% of your thing in there I mean that 10% could really lift your portfolio up yeah you, you yeah. still you still have most of your thing in Bitcoin but you need to play some of these other coins but it's it's sort of like you have to know which ones you know like um, like EOS or uh, well, I don't know. I'm a little iffy on EOS, but EOS and you know Cardano, you know things like that and everything. I mean, have you heard the whole thing going on with Did you bite right now? Them getting kicked off Poloniex.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard about that, uh, yesterday or today. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Shit about Poloniex. And Poloniex is
0: like, oh, all of a sudden we're having trouble holding your coin or something like that, right? Fucking bullshit, motherfuckers, dude. Justin, Justin Tron. I mean. I've heard every. I mean, I've heard of everything about. I mean, it's like I, I. I'm on the. I'm on the train where like the. I mean, the China kind of told him like, hey, ch- watch, chill your shit out or something. And they he fucking was like, all right. <laughs> He's like Kid- kidney failure out of nowhere. Yeah. but I was so shocked he even invited. He even he invited Charlie Lee for some reason. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, lunch with Warren Buffett. Right? Yeah, I was like, okay. I kind of I kind of get what he was doing. He was like, well. I I can buy myself into this little echelon table right now, you know, and uh, I'm able. Like, if I invite these people right here, you know, I'm I'm on I'm on par with all these other you know big you know coin leaders.
2: Yep. mean, um, Hey,
0: I mean, I it's a smart move. He was able to pull it off, but I mean, for some reason, he couldn't. I don't un- I don't understand why. Uh, probably an emotional
1: thing for him in particular. I mean, he gets a lot of shit, probably rightfully so. Um. Yeah. <laughs> You know how Tron is built in a lot of those things, but um, he's a great marketer, uh, and
2: you know, it's kind of like
1: Ripple in that way. In terms of uh, you, know, you can have really good marketing, but in terms of substance, not much. And so, yeah. um, you know, if he goes and sits at a lunch with Warren Buffett, you know, there's potential. You know, Warren Buffett says, like, sure, I had lunch with these guys, Charlie Lee, but the Tron guys is just in like. Kind of stupid or you know he yeah
0: yeah him, like, yeah i think i think his english was the problem and stuff where like i think he would have the lunch but he would be he wouldn't be talking as much like he would sound kind of like have you seen that jack like we like uh what's his name elon musk with jack Ma. the interviewer yeah, yeah. yeah where it's that sort of there's a language barrier but it's also <laughs> like, you could just tell like the, uh, leagues of intelligence you know yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows <laughs> this is all speculation man you know but anyways, I mean, it's, it's just another one of those
1: drama points where it's like, in the end of the day, it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's fun to talk about. It's yeah. one of those interesting thing. The 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 brain's like doing the what if machines of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, it's good marketing nonetheless. You know, for just getting your name out there, uh, you know, newspapers and stuff, right? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, damn, I mean, it helped them out, man. I mean, like, it was, it was. I kind of like, so when Bitcoin was dropping down to 3k, I sort of remember where, I mean, it was like do or die for a lot of projects and stuff. And like, it, remember like Neo and Tron were just bidding over the, to purchase, uh, what, not BitConnect, uh, what was it, what's a uh, BitTorrent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically it was like all the Chinese projects were essentially in a bidding war for, for BitTorrent. It was kind of like, if we don't get BitTorrent, then we're going to go under as a project. <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. I mean, those Chinese, any Chinese. I'm I'm very wary of anything Chinese, man. It's 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 so different, man. It's it's they're they're playing by yeah, they're they're playing by very different rules, and it's like I I don't know, man. It's like yeah, you're, you're, I mean, I have nothing
1: against you know people who are like Chinese of descent.
0: You know, oh no 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 nothing like nothing like that. No no I mean
1: like the government. Just saying what I'm going to say here, cause it's, you know, from yeah. a from a Japanese point of view. Um, yeah. I'm not Japanese, obviously, but I'm obviously, in Japan, yeah, so. Yeah um you know they have their certain opinions about americans just as well as they do about any other country but of course um the funniest thing you know that i've seen because i've been in japan or bird in general is you know they basically have that you know one eye open stance towards uh china particularly um compared to a lot of other countries because well their history is so you know intertwined that um yeah. you know, they know them very well it's like uh you know basically like what like france to england or something mm-hmm. you know like um They've had times when they've warred, and they've had times when they've been peaceful to each other. All sorts of stuff. But anyways, yeah. um, basically, you know, they they have that same point of view as you, uh, the Japanese do, of just like, yeah, I'm not gonna trust that too much. But um, it, it is true when you see um, a lot of cryptocurrencies come on the top 100 market cap. There are a lot of random Chinese coins that um, magically have all of a sudden like 200 million dollars so yeah. the market caps out sort of nowhere um, in them and then they stay you know in the top fifty or the top one hundred for maybe yeah, a couple months and then they just kind of slowly fizzle out. disappear. It's like hmm. <laughs> there's some manipulation happening here with the market cap. But,
0: yeah I mean i it's either wash trading or they're like laundering money or something. <laughs> or oh, they're trying yeah. I mean like that's a big thing in China is just getting your money out of there. I mean like I I um, I, had, I, had, I met with a Guy from uh, actually my gym actually he was a uh, he was just he was an exchange student from China and everything and he pretty much kind of broke down how like they make money and stuff because like his family owns a shit ton of houses in um in like San Francisco and basically I mean. You know, it's, it's, it's a sort of thing where, like, they just create a, a landing page and stuff. You know, they they try to push, like, they just check what products are selling, and they just try to find a factory in China where they can just find it. And then he was trying to, he was trying to get me to do the same thing, essentially, where, like, you could buy the product for, like, $0.10, cents and then you just sell it for, like, 3 $4. And then well, that's how they made their money. But anyway, he, he told me, like, the whole game is that they're trying to buy real estate over here. Just to get their money out of the country. I mean, everyone is just trying to get their money out of the country. Or like uh, the way the way the loan the way the loans work over there is that you start a business, it makes some money, and then you start borrowing a shit ton of money, and then basically you get lent money depending on how much people you employ, not on how much rep. I mean, it's kind of like fake revenue essentially, where you're just you're creating enough money, you're creating en- you're creating enough value to hire what if, if like if you create a dollar and, and it costs you a dollar to keep that person employed that's enough and you just keep scaling it out until you have a shit ton of people and then you're able to then they loan you the next chunk and then pe- they run away <laughs> yeah that's what i mean that's basically what, like you get yourself to a point where like you have 4 or 500 employees you know 6000 employees and then you just they they lend you then you know the next 15 million bucks and then you just fucking scram <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: story from a company that's based out of vancouver because mm-hmm. i mean a lot of chinese companies working out of that part of canada but also a lot of real estate being bought up there yeah. i heard the exact same thing that you just described yeah. uh from somebody who is uh is in japan and they were like yeah the ceo of our company like just split and mm-hmm. basically took all the money Fuck. um started hiding in different countries you know he was
0: uh
1: based out of china and he never yeah. went back there coming back yeah. to vancouver
0: I have met some of these guys before. I mean, it, they, it doesn't I mean, I don't know, like I'm not on a racist thing or anything like that, but they just as a as a person, they don't they didn't seem for the amount of money they had, they didn't seem like the intelligence level. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know, I mean because over here at least over here like in the casinos and stuff you see over here and it's just it's a it's a lot of people just spending money like in like insanity, man. It's, yeah. yeah, like where most people are just playing with like five five hundred bucks on the table and stuff, they're 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 like dropping like ten thousand dollar stacks everywhere, you know.
1: <laughs> when you good. get that with in Japan, um, yeah. like a lot of Chinese tourists is a thing now, where it's like all of a sudden their country has like a certain amount of wealth, more mm-hmm. and more people mm-hmm. I mean, becoming wealthy, and so you get like hordes, like uh, huge groups of like 20, 30 Chinese people going into so like different department stores buying stuff and like. There, it's not a racist thing. It's a cultural thing. I think is kind of what you're pointing out. Yeah, yeah. Um, like
0: this is just what i have noticed on the, in this area because I I didn't notice it a couple years ago until like uh like two three years ago. But I just, I just started noticing like an influx of just Jesus spending man, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, it's like
1: um, you know seeing how Japanese people react to when you know uh, there's large Chinese people here in Japan, which is somewhat rare. Really, uh, but. Huh. Um, you know, when they see uh, like, basically the culture is so different between the two countries because Japan is very, uh, you know, reserved, uh-huh. um, light, very wait in line, uh, you know, until it's your turn, you know, very homogenous and, um, you know, harmonious as well. Yeah. And <laughs> Chinese people, in terms of their culture, in terms of their personality, are completely opposite, you know. Got it's it. like you don't wait. In line, or well, we'll try to be in line, but you know, we'll definitely cut and it's <laughs> you know, super loud. It's, yeah, you know, Americans get the, re- the same rap as you know, we're super loud compared like to other countries as well. Yeah, it's just you get Japanese people being like, okay, we want their money,
0: but like, how obnoxious are they? Yeah, you know, it's like you're kind of typecast a little bit. <laughs> yeah, what, what did you oh, I said they're kind of a little bit typecast, like the Americans kind of, you yeah. know, yeah, like there's like a, yeah it's kind of like
1: um you know it's similar thing in business right like um they're cutthroat; and they're, they're very you know they're out for themselves and mm-hmm. um you know they're at, from a country where um they have to do that internally within china but also they're in a country um
0: that does not
1: want their money to be borders; they want to control that as much as possible yeah. Yeah. so how can they actually you know yeah. keep their wealth um problem so yeah. you know with a country of a billion people plus uh yeah you probably we,
0: have to fight a little bit extra you know so keep, keep, keep keep that money yeah that's a lot of i mean it's a lot of money I mean, you, they took a lot of people out of poverty and into like lower middle class you know in middle class it's insane that's a lot of money you're <laughs> getting sloshed around everywhere yeah but who knows you know like we've been waiting for like a recession for the past like what was it like uh I don't know. If you've been listening to YouTube, you've been thinking it's like the 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 next recession's coming <laughs> for the past like 8 years, you know. Yeah. And uh who knows? I mean, I'm I think it's like right after either Trump or whoever the next person wins for the presidency and then we're going to start getting the the boat rocked a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, It's it's like you know, you can't even tell anymore. It's like so fucking there used to be like cycles and stuff and it's like we're, we're we're on this we're on this like this weird QE money printing machine thing going on right now. So it's like you don't you don't even know when anything like nothing works anymore. Nothing's running off of like fundamentals anymore. Well, they're just they're just
1: inflating. I mean, you <laughs> if you want to call the U.S. Uh, economy a bubble itself? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can call it that. Basically, you just say they're inflating um, everything so much that in quantitative easing. Um, is the best way to do that. And yeah. you know, the repo market is quantitative easing. Um, which is, you know, literally the printing billions and millions of uh, or you know, uh, dollars every day and hundreds of billions of dollars um, you know, per month and quarter, you know, since uh earlier this year. But um that's the, one of the only moves that they have left to make sure that once they stop these kind of like temporary band aid type tactics, um if they were just to stop and like kind of let the ma- market naturally take itself over, yeah. I think a recession or those types of, types of things would happen a hell of a lot sooner um, rather than later. But because they're continuing, continuing to you know the vicious cycle of um, you know, propping up you know the house of cards, mm-hmm. the U.S. economy the way they are, um, they're just delaying it until um, you know so- something breaks eventually. When yeah. that breaks, man. Like, yeah. Not it's going to be worse than if they would have
0: like let the cycle naturally happen. Uh, progress. Yeah. I like, I honestly think, like, um, <laughs> I think part a part of a uh, have you heard that whole thing of like, um, of like North, like Alberta out, up in, um, up in Canada is thinking about leaving, um, Canada and joining the United States as like the 51st state? What? Yeah, like, so I, I guess basically because the United States is so much fracking oil that we don't, we're not buying any oil from canada and canada can't really ship any of their oil you know across the seas so they want to build a pipeline but the united states is like fuck we're not letting you do that and basically alberta's starting to like go bankrupt and you know and pretty much that's the main money center of like canada and stuff so basically anyone that's kind of young that makes money is from that state essentially and the rest of canada is really old and they're basically, they're basically in a worser state where like they got more baby boomers, but they don't have as many millennials and the millennials are making all the money in Alberta in the oil fields and stuff. And like the, the whole tax revenue for all of Canada is basically made in that one state of Alberta. And yeah, and so there's been like they've been saying deals and stuff of, of saying like if you join the United States as the fifty first, you know, fifty first state, we're gonna let you build the pipeline, and then you're a okay, and then that'll fucking bankrupt fucking uh, Canada. And I'm like, holy shit, man, politics is a trip, man.
1: Well, yeah, the world's an interesting place, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of drama always happening. So it's like one of those things where it's like eventually, you know, okay, you, know, you gotta unplug every once in a while. And- Focus on what matters. And, yeah. The of life, and all that. But like, it, it is interesting to like hear about those types of things. And, um, you know, there's always going to be different doomsday scenarios versus you know uh, the narratives that the governments want to spin and all of that. But um, yeah, you know, uh, with crypto kind of entering into uh you know the global economic sphere as well, it just kind of makes uh life a little bit more interesting. But <laughs> So I, I love you know researching these types of things just because before cryptocurrency, I was not, I mean, I was interested in economics in terms of, yeah, I like money or I want mm-hmm. to make money or I want to have money. But in terms of like, you know, uh, going in and trying to understand a lot of these things really deeply, I didn't get a lot of motivation to do so. Until yeah. the, uh, came around Because um, uh, it's one of those things where, well, A, the, the first thing that gets you into it is because yeah, uh, so but then B. Once you do actually understand it, you do understand that um, the way that Bitcoin, at least, um, is designed, is that it is uh, you know it is not the perfect money, but it is far better, and far fairer. Yeah, uh,
0: it's a lot better money. than what we have, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, which which is yeah, and like I don't know, like I had somebody tell me like, what, so why would. Uh, like what's really the point of Bitcoin and stuff. And then I like just through explaining to them, I was just kind of saying like, it's like essentially like, it's like we're, we're loaning the world, our value and money. So they can have like a stabler currency in shittier parts of the world, essentially where their currencies are terrible. And then they, they're then once they, once they create more value, their money goes into the system. And then essentially it's kind of like a wealth transfer, but then the, the positive is most of the world ends up getting kind of a better currency where people can have their savings in and then that'll, and then that just helps the whole world out because places that wouldn't even have any access to any money finally have access to money. And then, the, you know, lo- I mean, I, I don't think the loan, the loans are not going to work right now until like Bitcoin's worth a lot more, but eventually you'll be able to kind of just do like asset back loans on Bitcoin. Oh, you can already do that already a little bit with like Celsius. I met the guy who created Celsius and everything. The guy's really smart. Holy shit. Great dude. Like yeah, best, one of the best presentations I've ever seen. But um, you can just asset back loan stuff. You can just borrow, like two thousand. You can you can give two thousand dollars of Bitcoin right now, and you'll get like a thousand dollar loan at like three point something percent. Doesn't matter what skin color, where where in the part of the world. It's just the contract. And then if you don't pay it back, they'll they'll gladly take the Bitcoin. And that's it. I mean, and that's and that's amazing because most places you're you're paying like a loan shark or you know you're paying 20, twenty you know most people are using credit cards you know they they don't even have like have you heard that whole stat where like most people don't even have five hundred dollars in their bank account yeah it's it, and even though you it, so it, that's one thing I do like about crypto is that it does bring saving mentality back into somebody yeah yeah because it's yeah. like yeah. Because it's like with dollars, you're just trying to spend them. But with this, is you have something worth worth saving, so you just keep buying it to accumulate it. And then at a certain point, you do want to sell some of it to buy yourself other stuff. But you don't. But you don't sell the entire, you know, the entire nest egg. You know. Yep. One
1: you know, one website that I fell upon once I got into crypto um, that I recommend if you haven't uh, fallen upon it before is uh, myzis My what? Uh, and, sorry.
0: What, what was the name of the website?
1: Mises, M-I-S-E-S dot org. Okay. And um, it's basically um, a uh, website talking about you know, free market uh, type uh, economics. Got it. And it, it's just good information in general. But the reason why I fell upon it is because um, they have an article about Big was Like, whoa, this is like something that's not in the crypto sphere. that is. All this, what's this? You know, and um, uh, yeah, just take a look at that website because um, it's basically, you know, it, it's the exact opposite of the Kentian you know, form of economics, which is what everybody does. Yeah, well, web- yeah. Nice stuff, right? yeah, And um uh And so, yeah, just the idea of oh my god, um, you know, I can save money. Like for our generation, because yeah, previous generations, right? People were actually like, um, their interest rates in terms of you know, just um, being able to hold money and, you know, get, uh, you, know, Re- over time. you know, they could retire on that. And, yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was a lot that. of
0: money. I was like 18, I think it was like 20% in the bank and then 18 and stuff and 15 I mean, anything over 10% when you're just holding your money is a lot. That's awesome. That's great amount of money. But like, right now, it's like, 10,000 bucks, and you might make like two, three dollars or something, or like a, a hundred bucks after a fucking two, three years. That's terrible. That's and nothing. In a lot of European countries now
1: they're introducing negative uh, interest rates,
0: so they're charging you for, for
1: you to hold your money in their bank.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you, it just force you to like gamble essentially. <laughs> to force, yeah. Yeah, like, like, yeah, to like gamble for you. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's,
1: it's just the world, you know, in terms of finance, the way that's going is just. Uh, idiotic, which I think is, you know, the impetus for, uh, you know, why Bitcoin was created in the first place, and why cryptocurrencies exist in general. So, uh, you, you know, it's definitely just one of those things where, yeah, it's not clean, 100. percent It's not pretty yet. It's not like totally usable for the normal most people in general yet.
0: But um, you know, compared to where it
1: started ten years ago, and yeah. uh, what it's attempting to do, it's, um, I think, it's really
0: important. It's insane understand. where it's come in ten years. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's wow. I mean, like we're having, we're having crypto conferences now <laughs> off of this stuff. We're like, like 10 years ago. it was like, it was just a mailing list. I think <laughs> that's all it was. I think like yeah. It's, 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 it's Yeah. Yeah. I got to
1: head out. Oh, uh, no problem. Like, getting kind of late, but uh, no, it was awesome
0: talking to you, man. man. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I did have one more yeah. question. Where do you nope. think? Where, so, just in your opinion, uh, where do you think the prices are going for this? For so, crypto for, for crypto in general, but let's just say Bitcoin, just because I mean that's where everyone's falling anyway, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess I'll put it in a couple of different ways. Um, for me, I think personally, my personal opinion is that I think uh, you know getting a hundred thousand dollars for Bitcoin is not ridiculous
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: within the next. Uh, two to five years I think that's very possible yep. um, now will it, it, it's possible but will it reach that price it's a different story um, you know we talked about reclassification mm-hmm. and you know the people trying to um, you know through futures contracts and whatnot um, trying to suppress the price yeah you know, there's going to be people who are the strong the more that Bitcoin goes in terms of price the more people pay attention to it the more people want to get into it The more power that a decentralized network has, and so I do believe that governments and uh, financial institutions who perceive this as a threat, and it's you know the people out there who say no, the government doesn't give a shit about Bitcoin, they don't care. No, uh, they. It's a national security threat, right? Yeah, clearly
0: on their agenda. So I I think fifty six k or fifty six whatever a trillion dollar market cap is kind of like the big number for Bitcoin, where that's where like Death CON three is going to turn on in the government's eyes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Once it hits that trillion dollar mark, that's not you know that's a trillion dollars. They're, they're like, oh shit, this is, this is getting out of hand now. You know, I mean, like most most a lot of countries are starting to have the, they're trying to make their own stable coins based on their currency yep. now. I mean, that's insane, dude. Like, but, ju- they're more afraid of
1: Facebook than they are
0: of. Bitcoin would just kind of yeah. Well, it's a they they can literally onboard everybody. I mean, like they they can jack the whole system if they wanted. I mean, they really could. I mean, people are so. I I like I I got off of Facebook a long time ago and Instagram as well. I just mostly on Twitter, but um and Telegram. But um yeah, I mean people people use it across the world. I mean basically any competitor that they could buy they would buy, and. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. I mean, and then all they would have to do, I mean, I kind of get the whole Libra thing because it's like once they have a Libra, you they you've you've given them a stable currency, and then from there you, you can make micro loans on them with like yeah. like we'll lend you twenty bucks, but you pay us twenty two dollars back. Okay, it's it's like nothing, but it's twenty it's twenty percent on the money, you know, or ten percent on the money, you know. It's it's insane. So and they're going to make hand over fist and money. So hey, yeah. Well, and uh,
1: kind of get back to like. Uh, you know the price so there's going to be a lot of these things you know uh, for governments and stuff that are going to and you know private companies and everybody's going to be involved in it It's just, you know it's already getting to like a, like a geopolitical level um, where people are paying attention to crypto now and so that could you know slow things down in terms of the actual price itself mm-hmm. um, but I, it, eventually I think it's one of those things where yeah they tried to slow it down the Silk Road they tried to scare the shit out of people um you know, through Bud, uh, a PSL, that was their first tactic. But mm-hmm. all of the tactics that, uh, you know, uh, people who are against big like cryptocurrency do to try to slow it down sometimes it does work temporarily, uh, on the price, but it doesn't work. Uh, it, they haven't beaten it, you know, basically yet. It still exists and it's still, you know, growing. So, um, I do think that, you know, uh, if you were to say something like, 25000 to $50,000, I would say 100%, like, it will definitely get there within the next decade. Yeah. Um, getting yeah. 100000 within the next two to five years as well um, is very possible. Um, once you start getting above the numbers of, like, cold dollars or so, then yeah. you start getting over but, um, I mean, it is still very early. A lot of people are like, well, you know, it hit 20000 never going to get there again. It's gone, like, whatever. You know. Um, Still believe that you know we are very growing, and there is still a lot to be done in this space, so um, it may take more time than people expect, but um, it's gonna you know, get there. Yeah. yeah, everybody should at least try to own, you know, uh, some uh, to you know, one, a understand it because it will be something that catches on, but then two, um, you know, uh, it, it is another vehicle, to make, uh, way to make money, uh, like you said, savings account that. To, uh, go
0: up over time. Yeah, it uh, Bitcoin is the cheapest savings account. I mean, you just need yeah. a, an internet connection and you purchase them and then you have an account. And yeah, I mean...
1: And you don't need your, uh, you know, buy stuff with it. Uh, you know, you don't go and in, dip into your account and say, mm, maybe I'll take this up, take that up. you I'm going to buy and hold it and forget about it for a while because it does take... For most people, I think when they get into Bitcoin, they don't always get the best price, and so sometimes it does take yeah. you know, a couple of years or so before they do start seeing good returns. Yeah. But once they do start seeing returns,
0: uh, they're addicted. They well. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, you come for like you said, you come for the greed, you stay for the technology. But then I think you get back into the greed again. I mean, that'll be for real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, thank you so much for the for
2: doing this podcast with me.